Win Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. White being chased, throws in the flat, passes complete to Clayton, first down and then some. Goodbye, Mark Clayton! To the 10, to the 5, touchdown Oklahoma, incredible! Play action, Knight's going to go long, down the sideline, oh what a catch, touchdown! Oh, you got to love those highlights. Uh, I saw the write-up. That was pretty cool. Very nicely done. Yeah, that took me about 45 minutes this morning. That's... Because I wanted to get the accurate measurables. And on one podcast, he says sub-150. On another, he says right at 150. And then I saw like a write-up that said, I think it was 152 was, yeah. was the actual number. Probably depends what he had for breakfast, but I guess. I learned a lot about Mark Clayton uh, earlier this morning. Uh, include, like I knew that he, he showed up to campus not in playing shape and never have really lifted weights before, not been around a weight room. But Schmitty may have broke him so much that first <laughs> summer that he tried to quit. And Grandma said, no, nah, I'm going to drive you back up there and drop you off. It's funny. He ain't the only one. I think everyone in that recruiting class tried to quit at some point. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was awesome to see, to be there and witness his his growth from, I was like, okay, not what I expected size-wise for a college wide receiver, but all right, to turning into, I, he was tiny when he showed up. I wouldn't consider him an undersized wide receiver whenever he left. No, not not at no. all. I, I mean, it, I think it, he got taller. The Baltimore Ravens didn't think he was undersized yeah. when they drafted him in the first round right. in the 05 draft. Uh, no, just just highly productive. And I, I don't know, there were many things that made Mark Clayton great. But if we were to do a short list of the best OU wide receivers after the catch, he's. Number th- he's top three. He may be number one. He yeah. had some shake in the open field, dude. And he might be the best before the catch, too. Had incredible route running ability because of the change of direction. Uh, was incredible off the line, uh, releasing against press, man-to-man stuff. Just because he was so shifty. He was great with his hands. Um, he was incredible. Just a... It's pretty crazy just how much he well like how much ground he made up in one year's time. Like he goes from leaving a workout and his whole body is cramping from his neck down, which that's got to be just an incredibly awful feeling for yeah. your whole body from the neck down to be cramping. To go from that to being the second leading wide receiver in the 2001 team. Like this wasn't a guy that showed up undersized and hadn't been around a weight room and it took him 3 years to figure it out. By 2001, he was a main contributor on that team. And I still remember it's probably the first big play that he ever made. I think it was, on a, it was a second and long, third and long. He shakes a couple of Texas defenders in the open field, gets a pretty big gain, and gets a first down out of it, or at least close to the first down stick. Yeah. When it looked like you, you guys are at to punt it away. Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, and, and there's, there's a ton of there. those. He's, he's one of those guys to where – 
whenever you go through and, and watch his highlights, it's not going to show like some of the five yard gains that he made that were incredible. And you know what I'm saying? Like there's, he's got a lot of those plays where he does something super, super special. It may not have a 30 yard or a touchdown result, but you know, pretty much every time he had the ball in his hands, he was doing something outlandish. LaDonna from Lubbock. Another thing about Mark Clayton is how dang nice he is. I've run into him prior to a few games, and he is so nice. Yep. I've heard that from many people as Always well. Always has how, been. How nice he is. Slim Brady says, easy now. CD is still out there. Mm-hmm. Best wide receivers after the catch. He's probably has the most, the most famous play after the catch by an OU wide receiver, but... You, it's the change of directions that you mentioned. I just no one yeah. had no one had that like Mark Clayton. CD was great because he pretty much did the same thing almost every time. Is he'd go out, he'd run like a dig route, catch the ball with his back to the defender and facing the quarterback, and just had a knack to spin out the right way every time and leave the defender hugging air, and he was off to the races. Incredible. Uh, Clayton, hands down, best wide receiver yards after catch, followed by Ryan Broyles as a uh, texture in the 405. Yeah. I don't know that anyone at any position, and this says a lot about the University of Oklahoma, I don't know that anyone is hands down the best at anything. I, I think we can have an argument over pretty much every position as to who the best is so just to kind of go along with that I'm in the middle of making like a uh like like a video for Saturday Mm -hmm. like only one Saturday until the start of college football season so I'm trying to put in as many highlights as I can to a certain song and I have the song going two and a half minutes and I'm almost done I'm getting close (laughs) to being done and I, I'm thinking to myself, oh, like, I'm thinking to myself, I can already see the comments right now. How the hell do you not have this play in there? Exactly. Such and that such player in there. And it's funny you bring that up because I had the realization today, like, oh my gosh, just how many big, meaningful plays have happened over multiple decades? Um, there's going to be some players omitted on this that are all Americans, yeah. multiple time, all conference selections. But the song's only two and a half minutes long, and it's just impossible to fit everything that's ever happened in this program's history into it. I mean, it's I'm yeah. gonna leave. I have to leave a lot of stuff out. Well, think about think about like running back. Some may say, well, Adrian Peterson, of course. Others may say, well, it's Billy Sims. Like, what are you guys talking about? And someone else may say, listen. Those two are great players, but you didn't see what I saw with Marcus Dupree, right? I mean, it's and it's pretty much like yeah. that at every position. Then go, then go YouTube Joe Washington and see what you find. Go check that out. Yeah, so there's there's it's tough. And I saw um, Leroy Selman on there, and that may be the check mark. I mean, that may that may be it, Leroy Selman. That everyone just. Best play, best defensive lineman, best player ever. Outside that, number two is up for discussion. Right. And it has been for 100 years now, or 80 years now, however long. That's right. So, very cool. So, uh, good luck in in, uh, in the mentions. Who, who on your should video. be, yeah, it's, 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 I don't know, it's, it's mostly nice on things like that, but we'll see. I pretty much egged everyone on to leave negative comments on Saturday. <laughs> it's great. Who should be featured tomorrow for number eight? Should we go uh, tip of the cap to Rose Bowl MVP Nate Hibble, the current quarterback, Dylan Gabriel, Perry on Winfrey, 
You have a submission here? I like to include a cool story behind it, as as you've noticed. Um, it's a good question. Nate Hipple just – I just saw this the other day. He won an award, I think, in Atlanta for like – one of the one of the top CEOs in the country under 50 years old or Sweet. something like that. I'm not yeah. exactly sure what the award was, but uh, there was a picture of him up on a big stage with his his wife and kids accepting an, a big award. So that may him, fit man. into your into your. It could be it could be Nate Hibble tomorrow that uh, that gets some recognition and some honor. That that'll be, uh, be very cool. That'll be fun. Um, speaking of Dylan Gabriel, though, wanted to kind of ask you a question here. Okay. So, I don't know how wide the gap is between he and Jackson Arnold, but it feels like as we sit nine days until kickoff, it's a noticeable gap between QB1 and QB2. So, before we move any further, are we everyone good with that? Good with that statement? Well, I don't know what you mean by it. Enough has been proven so far this training camp, like there's no doubt who QB1 on this football team is. There's no doubt who the starter is okay, going to okay. be uh, at quarterback. And we don't need to get hung up on that. My, really, my question is, does the, does the gap, if, if it's wide or not, whatever, but does, does a wide gap between QB1 and Jackson Arnold impact or affect his involvement this year? In a certain package, getting a series? Like, you, do you get what I'm asking here? Like, if Dylan Gabriel is definitely, without question, QB1, um, does that affect Gabriel's chance to play at all this year? No. And I, the gap, it, that's almost a bad term because Dylan Gabriel is definitely the starter, but there's not a very big gap or maybe even a gap at all between the two's, like, sure, there's, how there's, good they there's, are. I mean, Jackson Arnold's got a stronger arm. Yeah, like there's, there's. I think there's a lot of things. There's definitely that, some things in Jack that Jackson Arnold has the edge in. For right. Sure. It's just that Dylan Gabriel is the experienced veteran starter, and you know, I just I don't know necessarily that it's the best thing for Jackson Arnold to go out there and and be the starter this year. I think it would be maybe a little bit better for him to to get some snaps, come along. Um, a just improve week after week, see what a game week prep is like, see what it's like on the sideline whenever you're having to adjust and, and change things on the fly and tweak protection. And be on and, edge like he knows he's going to get to play, right? Yeah. Not just holding the clipboard right. over there like, oh, if we get up big here, then I'll, I'll roll in there. Just kind of kind of be on edge that first year. Yeah. I, I I'd think be able to that, relax. I think that may be better. And who knows, like at some point – Whenever you know, because I do believe that he's going to get a lot of opportunities and a lot of them early. I think that they're going to play him quite a bit. Like, who knows? Maybe you do get to a point where it's like, you know, whether by injury or poor play, whatever it is, that he does become the starter. Like that may happen this year at some point. You can't rule that out. You just you never know. But I think it's I think it would be better for his development that it wasn't right away. Trey says, if DG is that much better than Jackson Arnold, we stand no chance in the SEC. This is your uh, Come on. positive statement of the day. Think about what you're saying. You've got a kid 
who's never suited up for a college football game, and you've got a player who's about to be in the top 10 all-time passing list. All right? Just because Jackson Arnold isn't to a point where he's he's who you would start right now by the coaches doesn't mean that that's not where he's going to end up. He's not going to stay the same exact player he is today. He's still got all kinds of stuff to learn. So just give it a little bit of time. Dylan Gabriel's like a fifth-year player right now. Right? Fifth-year players almost across the board doesn't really matter how good the first-year player is. The fifth-year player is almost always better. Almost always. Yeah. Cinder Soldier, they need him to play a lot, so he's ready for next year. Simply stated and correct. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dominique Whaley for number eight says Sark's Vodka. Okay. Jalen Saunders for number eight says Sooner Steven and 405. Maybe I can I, – I played it yesterday. I can uh, do the Dave Hunziker audio clip in the back of that Jalen Saunders touchdown catch in Stillwater. Was Pasha Jackson eight? No, he was 53. Dante Nicholson was eight. Dante Nicholson was eight. Yeah. You're close there with Pasha Jackson. Though. I feel like he wore eight one year. Uh, I feel like Pasha Jackson was 53. Like, the two years, he only played two years, right? He was definitely a Juco guy. I feel like he was 53 both years. Dante right. Nicholson was definitely number definitely eight. Definitely eight. Um, yeah. But he didn't – Dante Nicholson didn't play in 03, did he? Yeah, he did. He did? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm pretty sure he, he started right. in 08, I think. In 03. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we have some submissions for number eight. I do like the idea of Jalen Saunders and maybe having uh, Dave Hunziker in the back of that. Yeah. Touchdown, Oklahoma. Just <laughs> deflated. Have you ever sounded so deflated in your uh, life? That's good. That's brilliant. All right. Uh, quick timeout. Opening timeout. Keep hitting the text on it. See him coming in. 651-3439. We'll be back. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. Summer sizzles with scorching savings at Dorsey Jones in El Reno. 2023 Buick Enclaves take up to 4550 off MSRP plus 3.9% APR for 60 months. Or 2023 Buick Envisions take up to 4500 off the MSRP plus 4.15% APR for 60 months. Buick sizzle at Dorsey Jones. And when you step out of yours, well, hot, hot, hot. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC. I-40 and Highway 81 exit 125 in El Reno. Or Dorsey-JonesBuickGMC.com. Experience the new Buick. See dealer for details. Ever wonder why someone would go to the ends of the earth and leap into the unknown? Maybe a better question is, what are you waiting for? Pacifico is brewed for those who follow their own path. That's Living Life Anchors Up. Is your favorite color neon? Then it's time to get your C on. Because summertime is LASIK time at Enjoy Vision. Save $600 on LASIK during the Summer of LASIK Savings. Schedule your free LASIK consultation at summeroflasik.com. This is where you LASIK. Weight loss surgery is more than a procedure. It's a life-changing experience. At Norman Regional's Journey Clinic, our goal is to empower our patients so they can achieve their fullest potential in health and in life. Our nationally accredited program offers support through every stage of your weight loss journey, giving you all the resources you need along the way. The path to a healthier you isn't one you have to walk alone. Call 405-515-2049 or visit journeyclinic.com to set an appointment and discover if Journey Clinic is right for you. Oklahoma football is the best, and Balfour of Norman on Historic Campus Corner has been Sooner fans' favorite OU shop 
For more than 45 years, locally owned, Jerry and Libby invite you to stop by and see what is new. Choose from great polos from Jordan, Nike, Columbia, Antigua, and women's tees and fashion tops that'll get you game ready. You will also find something for the younger Sooner fans with sizes from newborn through youth. There's a large collection of OU hats, including the new Hui hats. With their selection of socks, Balfour literally has you covered from head to toe. But they are more than just a t-shirt shop with everything you need for tailgating or watch parties, serving pieces, barware, and even framed art of Sooner greats and other decorative pieces. If it says OU, Balfour has got it. You can count on Balfour of Norman for the best selection, quality, and service. Or shop online at crimsonproud.com where you will find everything Sooner. Get geared up at Balfour of Norman, 792 Asp Avenue on Historic Campus Corner. Wake up with Toby Rowland. Not much to talk about. We'll figure out a way to cobble our way through three hours. And T.J. Perry. What a bomb. <laughs> what a complete bomb. The T-Row in the morning show. It's what a sports show sounds like when people remember to have fun. But it has started a national debate over pimento cheese. T.J. hates it, but he admittedly hasn't had it since he was about 10 years old. So, bravely, he has agreed to not only try it again, but he went and bought it. Like, at his own personal expense. All right, so, what's the plan here? Well, just put some on a Ritz cracker. I'm ready if you're ready, T.J. I'm ready. You feel confident that you're ready to render a verdict? I am. Go ahead. That's some dadgum good stuff right there. Oh, my heaven. Wow. That does not taste like what I remember pimento cheese tasting like. One of the great upsets in radio history. Uh, T-Row and TJ, weekdays from 6 to 9 a.m. on the home of Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. All right, son. Time to put out this campfire. Dad, we learned about this in school. Oh, did you now? Okay. What's first? Smokey Bear said to. First drown it with a bucket of water, then stir it with a shovel. Wow, you sound just like him. Then he said. If it's still warm, then do it again. Where can I learn all this? It's all on SmokeyBear.com with other wildfire prevention tips, because only you can prevent wildfires. Brought to you by the USDA Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Rush on the ref, Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman inside the Buffalo Wild Wing studio. Dave from Norman has had it with these people. I wish I could slap these Dylan Gabriel naysayers in the face. <laughs> Jackson Arnold has plenty of time to learn and get better. It's not his year. Chill out, people. Dave, I, I hope that's right. I, I hope uh, he has plenty of time to, to learn and get better, and it's not his year. Yeah. Um, I... The... We don't know that it's not his year. It may be his year. Crazy things happen during the course of a football season. Remember, I we're about to get underway next week. Um, we're going to start the week off in August, and this thing might end in January. That is a really long time. I can't time. believe that. I'm led to believe that it's going to start in nine days and it's going to end on December 27th in Houston, Texas against an average SEC team. It might That's end. what I keep being told by who's told me so far. Uh, two guys at ESPN, one at 24-7, and old Brett McMurphy. They're all telling me it's ending on December 27th. Well, it might end the second in weekend in October uh, if we don't show up and play some Damn football. sure did last year, didn't so it? So I – you just you don't know what's going to happen, but Dylan Gabriel's going to jog out there. I think you're going to see an improved version of him. Um, as long as what I've seen 
at practice carries over to the football field, which I don't think there's any reason it wouldn't, I think you're going to be impressed with him. Uh, we had fun with this yesterday. Uh, you were out on your Wednesday sabbatical, so yeah. I'll, uh, I'll let you get a swing in at uh, Brett Yormark after what he said yesterday. Candidly, we were able to get Texas and Oklahoma out a year early. That was a big deal for us, and I think all of you. Okay? And, Coach, I'm not going to put any pressure on you, but I'm going to be in Austin for Thanksgiving. Okay? And you better take care of business like you did right here in Lubbock last year. What do you think? Um, I don't think it's nearly as big of a deal as a lot of people are making it. Now. We made it out to be a big deal yesterday. Yeah. I'm sure you have that. And, and I can get it. I understand. Um, it's not something a conference commissioner should say. But I have a hard time connecting that to, um, like, the games are going to be rigged against us. Now, we can say – I get it. I understand the, the penalties last year and how bad things were. Maybe I'm totally naive. But I, I can't imagine anyone – Putting their career and everything they have on the line just to try and screw Oklahoma and Texas for leaving whenever everyone's going to be in a good spot whenever they're gone. Worst decisions have been made because of uh, pettiness before. It's true. But you've got to convince, out of pettiness, you've got to convince, I don't know how many Big 12 referee crews there are, but you've got to convince a pretty large group of people to, to like, totally disregard everything they've learned about the job that they're doing. May have done it last year. I know. Uh, that's the thing. Okay, maybe you're right. Maybe it's not as big of a deal, and there's no conspiracy behind officials, but we're going to be paying attention to it a lot more than we normally have in the past. At least I am. Uh, I, I will be watching to see how many – Holding calls are enforced against OU, especially the first three to four Big 12 games. And if if something looks like it's up, if there's only one holding call through the first four conference games, five mm-hmm. conference games, like we're at least going to be looking for something fishy this year. Yeah. And, and, and my biggest deal is I get who he's talking to. He had to have known that this was going to get released. It's 2023. Sure. Everything does. It was just a really – Weird and odd thing to say it from is. a conference commissioner. It is. is really odd. Um, you know, I I think he's he's trying to rally all of the the new teams of the new conference or not new teams, but the teams of the new Big Twelve, um, and and push forward without OU in Texas. I in in their mind, what they have to do is, you know, not act like it's the end of the world and the whole thing is going to crumble and it's pathetic without Oklahoma and Texas. They got to march on as if they're in a better position because of it. And some people are going to be better off because of it. Maybe it's Kansas state. Maybe it's TCU. Maybe it's Texas tech out there in Lubbock. 
I don't know, but some some or a couple of teams are going to be better off with OU and Texas gone. I uh, I would just warn all Big 12 officials who are coming to Norman for a game this year, if you throw a flag, um, don't go back and pick it up after the fact, mm-hmm. or you're probably going to hear the loudest boo that you've ever heard in your entire life. Everyone's going to see holding in the stands this year, by the way. Oh, hell, it's holding! Yeah. Big 12 officials! Like everyone screams about the officiating, it's uh, got a chance to be even worse than the, uh, the you stands know, this year. Can't I wait. don't. I don't think Oklahoma fans would start throwing thing. Uh, Oklahoma fans would start throwing things uh, from the stands, um, but I guess you never know. I would get a black. Have you seen those hats that pitchers wear that are supposed to protect them from a? Uh, a pitch coming right back at him. It's like it they, looks like, like a normal two hat. Times, yeah. uh, two times the size of a normal hat. Yeah. Yes. That's what I would get if I was a referee in Norman. <laughs> it looked pretty amazing, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, nothing will happen, so they get booed, says the 405. OU Mitchell says officiating OU in Texas doesn't have to be a conspiracy. Officials are human. They know OU in Texas believe they were better than the Big 12, and that does not go unnoticed. Uh, Mark in Newcastle, your Mark deserves an OU Big uh, OU Texas Big Twelve Championship game, and the winner leaves the field on the trophy. Huh? This go, w- this go was, back to the OU Mitchell text message. Uh, officiating OU in Texas doesn't have to be a conspiracy. Officials are human. They know OU in Texas believe they were better than the Big Twelve, and that does not go unnoticed. Well, I think what he's saying is, like, even for officials, referees, hell, even for judges. Personal bias does creep in to whatever it is that you're you're doing. It's human nature. So, I mean, I guess that could be the case, but I guess I don't know why any official would give a rip about Oklahoma and well, Texas. Maybe they're the making the Iowa State approach and just betting on every single game and letting their emotions. I guess control it that maybe way. they're mad because if Oklahoma and Texas are leaving, the Big Twelve refs aren't going to be refing nearly as big of games i i don't know i mean i, I could just as e- easily argue maybe that the refs are happy ou and texas are going to the sec i don't know but that is an interesting thought there was um I, it, it, this was such a big thing on the show yesterday that some ou fans that they kind of got to the point where okay i i'm not saying i'm rooting for texas this year but you know, if they beat Texas Tech in that game, and if we play them in the Big 12 championship game, I guess I won't be all that mad. Like, if this has done anything, it's conflicted some fans saying, oh my gosh, am I finding myself at least feeling a little bit sorry for, for Texas in this deal? To which I say, hell no. I want well, them to lose every game still. I'm on the side of hoping that the officials screw Texas in Lubbock uh, this year. What's in Austin? Or in Austin, yeah. rather. Yeah. Uh, I'm for that. I just it'll be just like the schedule where OU has the easiest schedule in the league, and yeah. Texas may have the most difficult. OU will have 40 holding calls called against them, and Texas just just the one. Here's the thing that would be entertaining to me. This is this is what it boils down to the most. If you are a decidedly better football team than your opponent, then officials, without being absolutely blatant, cannot change the game but if you are farting around an entire game and it's hard to tell who the better team is out there well 
all of a sudden you're, you're pulling any outside force into the game that could have an impact, whether it's weather, whether it's officiating, whatever it may be, the crowd. Like whenever you are, and I say this respectfully, but whenever you play down to the level of your opponent and it's that close, you've subjected yourself to what may happen on a on a, a bad call, a missed call, a whatever an official may do. Chris and Lindsay says, I bet the ref who called the one holding call for OU got scolded behind closed doors. He's a Pac-12 ref now. He's, he's out of the league. <laughs> out of the league. Go to the Pac-12. Figure it out, bud. Uh, 9-1-8, Big 12 officiating has been bad for many years. Uh, it was just accentuated last year against OU in Texas. I think officiating is bad across the board. I think officiating, like if we're just looking at the grand scale, is so much better now than it's ever been. It ain't even close. And I, if you go back and watch a football game, NFL or college from like the 90s or, or even the early 2000s, it is so differently operated it's it's not even close like officials do a phenomenal job you got to remember the the rule book continues to grow every year with things that are very very difficult to see and teams especially in college there are entire programs that operate on trying to find the gray area in the NCAA rulebook. And that makes it incredibly hard. You watch the RPO stuff where you're mixing a run and a pass. You know, you get three yards supposedly in college football for a a lineman to be downfield. They're on that line every single snap. It's all incredibly difficult to follow, and they're doing all of it really fast and think about how faster how much faster the game is that makes it more difficult on officials, officials do too. a great job unless it's an interception in the end zone in the cotton bowl in the rain if it's an onside kick in eugene oregon mm-hmm. and they are uh, trying to spot the ball in lubbock texas or but outside of those man officiating is great interception in the end zone versus west virginia right uh, that one, that one's too soon. At least yeah. the other ones, the the years have gone by here. But yeah, that one, that's that's got to be the worst call from last year. Now, that's that, yeah, that terrible. was the worst call. Now, from last why year. did that play get called back? Was it an offsides or free play or something? Because it, it wasn't going to count as an interception, anyways. Do you remember what it was? I don't remember. Um, I I think it ended up being offsetting. Penalties, I want to say, right? God, we actually asked this like last week, and someone um, reminded us. But they picked up. There, there was a lot going on in that play. They picked up the uh, the, targeting. the the targeting, right? right? For some, and that was the big issue there. Yeah. Like picking up the targeting made no sense whatsoever. It's like, set- and of course, they go for it. I think on fourth down and end up converting yeah. it. It's like setting the precedent that well, if the penalty is offset, you like. It's as if the play didn't happen, so you can target the hell out of someone and it doesn't even matter. Maybe it's not a conspiracy this year. Maybe not. But by God, we'll be watching it rather closely. Yeah. We will be watching it I'm very gonna say, closely. I'm going to go down on the sideline before whenever uh, the officials are out there warming up and be like, 
No, I'm watching you guys. The tally is one holding call at, right yeah. now over the last two years. I'm sure Brent is telling Dylan Gabriel right now, if it looks like the officiating is not going our way, well, just go watch the movie The Longest Yard to uh, mm. figure out what you need to do in that circumstance. That's right. It'd be good. <laughs> Remember what Crew did to yeah, the official? Yeah, a, a, a fastball <laughs> to the uh, crotchal region. I'm sure that would work. Yeah. All right, late for a timeout. Quick break. See a bunch of texts rolling in. We'll get to some of those next. 651-3439, Knippelmeyer text line. We'll be back. Talking Sooner football is what we do. This is The Ref. GMC continues its commitment to professional-grade engineering in the GMC Truck Series, like offering the world's first available six-function multi-pro tailgate on Sierra. This tailgate takes innovation to the next level with six distinct functions that let you load, unload, and access the cargo box quicker and easier. The list goes on, but it's more than just innovative engineering. It's knowing GMC is committed to professional-grade excellence on every level. See your Oklahoma GMC dealers. Attention all Sooner fans. Don't miss your chance to secure your seats for the 2023 Oklahoma football season today. Season tickets start at $400, and being a season ticket holder is the only way to guarantee the best seats for all six home games. For more information and to purchase tickets, visit Soonersports.com slash commit23. That's Soonersports.com slash commit23. Or contact the OU Athletic Ticket Office by phone at 405-325-2424. Boomer Sooner. Are you in need of purchasing your own health insurance? Are you turning 65 and confused about Medicare? Are you an employer looking at offering benefits to your staff? Call the agents at Allison Insurance. They'll sort through the confusion. They're not captive to just one company, and they'll get the best option for you. Don't get frustrated. Call Allison Insurance at 800-580-5587 or 745-2968. Allison Insurance. They are the experts. Don't you wish your life came with a warning app? Stop. That dog does not want to be petted. (laughs) A heads up before something bad happens. You should not send that text. Uh Uh-oh. Life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome, but prediabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes, you can reverse prediabetes and prevent or delay type 2 diabetes. To learn your risk, take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. Every two minutes, a woman in the U.S. is diagnosed with breast cancer. And in that split second, her life changes forever. The toll of breast cancer is great. The need to support those who are battling the disease today is even greater. We're fighting alongside patients because we know one moment can change a lifetime. United by hope, we can end breast cancer. Join our fight. Save lives. Looking for a trusted, locally owned and operated roofing company in Oklahoma? Black Thunder Roofing is a top-rated Home Advisor Elite Service Award winner and recipient of multiple Angie Superior Service Awards. They can do it all. Black Thunder also does free inspections and estimates. Locally operated in Norman and Edmond, Black Thunder Roofing serves OKC's metro area south of Purcell, Noble, Blanchard, as well as Yukon, Mustang, Bethany, and Piedmont. Visit blackthunderroofing.com or call 405-473-8028 for your free estimate today. 
It's time to face the facts. Menthol cigarettes can be more addictive than other cigarettes, making quitting even harder. Menthol cigarettes have been heavily marketed to specific groups. Among black Americans who smoke, 85% smoke menthol cigarettes, putting them at higher risk of getting tobacco-related diseases. We can empower each other to quit, take back our health, and build a brighter future for our communities. Call 1-800-QUIT-NOW to start your journey toward a smoke-free life. Moore Norman Technology Center is a leader in workforce development for Oklahoma. High school students involved in technical education show strong graduation rates and are ready for employment in industry, for college, or both. Each year, over 90% of MNTC graduates work in their chosen fields and quickly begin contributing to Oklahoma's tax base. Your MNTC investment continually generates solid returns for your community and for the state. Call 405-801-5000 to learn more about Moore Norman Technology Center elevating our economy. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. We'll get to the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line shortly. 405-651-3439. I guess they're calling them Calford now. Cal and Stanford. Calford. ACC is uh, apparently seriously reconsidering Stanford, Cal, and SMU. Is that like uh, Benifer all over again? Yeah, that is like Benifer. That's exactly what it is. Wasn't there a Brad Pitt they're still, one? they're still married, right? I don't know. Was it Brad Pitt and uh, uh, Angelina Jolie? Was that who that one was? Yeah. Brangelina? I, Brangelina. Is that it? I think that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Oh, uh, yeah. Well... Uh, ACC seriously reconsidering it? I have no idea why they're seriously reconsidering it with Calford. I don't know how you feel, but... Stanford and Cal in all sports, by the way. I would be absolutely shocked if Cal and Stanford end up in the Atlantic Coast Conference. Let me say that again. The Atlantic Coast Conference... Two teams on the Pacific Coast, I don't know, 2,800, 3,000 miles away are going to play in the Atlantic Coast Conference. Hmm. Yeah, makes no sense whatsoever. Sarks Vodka says, uh, he, he says, Lincoln Riley ruined this fan base. A lot of Sooners out there have no clue what to look for in a good player and even more so a good team. We had a really smart and patient fan base for about 20 years. Then 2020 rolled around. The screw came loose uh, in a few crowds. Yeah. We lost our ability to look at things uh, calm, cool, and collected. Well. We're a bunch of crazies now with the quarterback position. Here's the thing. Like, there is there's a lot of reason for that. I mean, number one, we, we went six and seven, and people don't want to do that anymore. Uh, it's almost like okay, I got a vision of what what six and seven is like. That's horrible. Like I don't care if if we've got a football team that's never going to win a championship, but can win ten games. Give me that. Like that's what I want. I don't want to go through this six and seven thing ever again. I I understand that. And then you've also to add on to that, you've got the SEC situation looming, uh, looming, and there's not hesitancy there, but there's there's the feeling of 
because it's been pounded into our head. If we don't get way better right away, we're going to be Nebraska all over again, which is just not true. But, you know, people have people have had that pounded into their head over and over. Like everyone you talk to is like, well, it's going to be way worse when you go to the, the SEC. Yeah, maybe. I just don't know why uh, there are so many no. other players that get the benefit of the doubt for being better this year. Why? Another year in the system. Another year in the offseason, they can get better. Dylan Gabriel, for whatever reason, does not get that benefit of the doubt with some. Yeah, that's well, that's hard for me to to understand. That's true, mm. I guess, because he's got so much experience. I mean, there does, I guess, become a point to where what you see is what you get. But I don't know. Last year's not a good example of that. With all of the things that happened. Um, with you know the whole new staff coming in, new system, Gabriel's coming off of an injury. There's just a whole lot there. Uh, you know, there's way more stability right now. He has had that year. He's gotten to know his teammates, his his wide receivers. It should be better. Hey, maybe it's not better. If it's not better, guess what? You're going to see Jackson Arnold. Gunny says, I'll have you know one thing. I've always been a little nuts. 2020 did not affect me any. (laughs) I am here to believe that from Gunny. 2020 (laughs) did not affect him whatsoever. Nice. Uh, 832, nobody would be saying we're going to be like Nebraska if we would have won more than six games. Oh, I... I think that take... I think that take was there before last year, before the six and seven. OU's going to... Maryland thing. OU's going to the SEC. They're the next Maryland. They're the next Nebraska. It's yeah. it's it's been there for a couple of years now. Well, remember like before bad take the season, then, la- bad take now. Last summer, there was the whole Oklahoma's like Maryland situation happened. So, um, yeah, I I think most of it is people don't know where Oklahoma is. They're used to seeing Oklahoma in the the top of the rankings, but they don't know the dynamics that drive the program to where they are. So, it's understandable that they have that opinion it's dumb and it's wrong but it's understandable brought up yesterday that the uh, point spread for OU Arkansas State jumped two points just magically in like one day OU minus 33 to OU minus 35 Mm. we get on the topic of non-conference games they're going to be a double digit favorite in every single non-con game this year so they won't get a whole lot of credit nationally that's fine even if they go three and oh um but we kind of laid out one thing that we still want to see from this team the first three games, even though they should be three easy wins. And I went with the layups, man. How many times have we talked about that this offseason? Yeah. The layup, like, we just talked about Dylan Gabriel. It's the first thing we bring up normally is the layups. Right. But not just the layups with Dylan Gabriel, layups with the entire team. Uh, the first three games won't tell the story of the entire season, understand that, but they could at least make the layups against teams they're much better than. That'll be a nice start. Uh, that's that's really it for me. I, I don't think, you know, I've, I've, I've said this a bunch regarding last season. I, you don't even have to really be necessarily any better at any position group or any one individual player. You just got to make the, the easy layup plays that those same guys have made a hundred times before. And you probably win, I mean, at least two more of the games that you lost 
probably more than that. And, you know, I'm not saying that people think we're going to win a national championship this year, but the feeling would be much different than having a six and seven season. But I've also said this and I stick by it. I'm kind of glad it happened now that it's done and over with. I'm kind of glad it happened. We needed a reset. We needed a um, we needed a moment for everyone to kind of recalculate what it takes to be great and like what it is that we need to do. Not just not just players, not just coaches, but the entire well, athletic. Department. I hope it was a reset because I hope that yeah. six and seven season last year did something or meant something for the uh, overall future of the program. Uh, I uh, I hope that you're right about that. I hope that we can look back at six and seven and say, God, it was awful at the time, but at least it was it was worth something. Yeah, it meant something in the end. Nine one a. Let's go to Sark's vodka. Actually, random hot take: OU will lead the Big Twelve in rushing without a one thousand yard rusher, but will have three backs over seven hundred yards and at least five running backs with touchdowns. That is a random hot take, Sark's vodka. I will definitely give you that. Okay. Lead the Big 12 in rushing without a thousand yard rusher. Okay. We we led the Big 12 in rushing last year, I believe. I have to go back and look at it. And we did have a thousand yard rusher in Eric Gray. He had thirteen sixty six. Um but I expect a bigger chunk of the running game to go to uh the quarterback position. And you know, Eric Gray and Javante Barnes had the bulk of the carries last year, and Eric Gray was almost double Javante Barnes. I would say that there's probably going to be two, maybe three guys share carries. Now, you're going to end up with someone that has the most, probably by a decent amount, but I do think that it's going to be spread even thinner than it was last year. I'm trying to think of the teams this year in the league I think can really threaten to be the number one rushing offense in the conference. Kansas State, obviously, first comes to mind. I still think Texas is going to be able to run the ball, but I feel like they're going to be more – they're going to throw the ball quite a bit with Ewers and those wide receivers. Yeah. So I would probably say no on Texas being one. Uh, I Kansas? Guess Kansas, with, if their quarterback stays healthy. Really, either quarterback can run around, I guess. Yeah. Baylor, um, can they be – I mean, they're going to run the ball and be physical, but can they be the number one rushing offense in the conference? If they find a back like they did two years ago – you know, they've got that great zone zone scheme, that outside zone scheme. Why am I drawing a blank on their offensive coordinator who's probably going to be Jeff Grimes. Coach. Yeah, he has a great running game scheme. So, I – When I think about it, it's OU, Kansas State, and Kansas are my favorites to lead the conference in rushing this year, those three. OU, Kansas State, and Kansas? Yeah. I would say OU – KU's got a pretty good running back, too. Kansas State. Yeah, what's his name? Devin Neal. Yes. Is that right? Yep, that's right. Um. Yeah, that's that's probably right. Um, I think OU is. I keep feeling better and better about what the offensive line could be. Sounds like sounds like they're starting to mesh well as a group. Yeah, and some individual players like uh, Walter Rouse, who I don't know if we spent a ton of time this off. I mean, we've discussed him but it's been mostly about Guyton and him coming into form you know rain you know getting back what's going to happen at guard but apparently uh quietly 
Walter Rouse has looked like a dude at the other tackle spots. Yeah, he's just he's big and athletic, and you know what you're going to get. Last year, um, yards per game rushing, it was Oklahoma, number one, Kansas State, two, TCU, three, which is an interesting one for them. I mean, they had a really good one-two duo and plus a quarterback that scrambled around. Now, they're not going to be as good at running back, but – They have a quarterback that can run around. They're going around. to have a quarterback. And I say they're not going to be as good at running back. I, w- I don't expect it right now, but it's a good system. All right, quick timeout. We'll come back and wrap up our number one next. A true Sooner fan wouldn't be caught dead without the KRF app. Join the Army. Get the app. Tell your friends. This is The Ref, where diehard Sooner fans listen. Is your favorite color neon? Then it's time to get your C on. Because summertime is LASIK time at Enjoy Vision. Save $600 on LASIK during the Summer of LASIK Savings. Schedule your free LASIK consultation at summeroflasik.com. This is where you LASIK. Unbelievable heat is here, and it's hot, hot, and hotter at Dorsey Jones in El Reno. Be sure to check out the new 2023 GMC Sierra 1500 AT4X and take up to 5500 off MSRP. Go to Dorsey Jones in El Reno right now for sizzling savings just for you. We're turning up the heat. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC, I-40 and Highway 81, exit 125 in El Reno, or Dorsey-JonesBuickGMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. See dealer for details. Ref Army, thank you for a tremendous turnout for our first gridiron giveaway at the Buffalo Wild Wings in Edmond. As always, you delivered. Also, thank you to our great premier sponsors that made the event possible. Buffalo Wild Wings, Cavens Group, Fast Signs of Norman, Mitchell's Jewelry, Amini's Galleria, and Riverwind Casino. And a big shout-out and thank you to the sponsors that made so many of you instant winners throughout the day. OEC Fiber, First United Bank, Wonder House Design and Consign, Legacy Cleaners, Hilton Garden Inn and Conference Center in Edmond, Signature Pool and Patio, Valiance Bank, Rose Creek Golf Course, and Armstrong Bank. Up next for the Ref Army, it's time to assemble for the annual Joe C. Day on the T-Row in the Morning Show. Join Toby and Joe Friday, September 1st, from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. at Neighborhood Jam on Main Street in Norman. Then, you know what time it is. It's Sooner football time. Thank you once again for a great gridiron giveaway, and good luck to those of you that have teams. We'll see you September 1st from 6 to 9 a.m. for Joe C. Day at Neighborhood Jam in Norman. Is your favorite color neon? Then it's time to get your C on. Because summertime is LASIK time at Enjoy Vision. Save $600 on LASIK during the Summer of LASIK Savings. Schedule your free LASIK consultation at summeroflasik.com. This is where you LASIK. Mike Steely here for Cavens Group. Do you need help with fire, water, or mold remediation? Cavens is a local company that's been in business for over 15 years in the Oklahoma City area. Because they know you can't predict emergencies, Cavens is available 24 hours a day to help with emergency services or commercial maintenance. Call them at Cavens Group today, 405-573-3048, or go online to cavensgroup.com. Is your insurance premium rate rising? You need to make the call to your local neighbors at Rightway Insurance. Rightway's number one goal for all their insurance clients is to get the best insurance rates and have an overall positive experience. Rightway Insurance is an independent insurance agency representing many different companies for your insurance needs. Give us a call, 405-607-6014, or complete a quote form at rightwayinsuranceok.com, and we'll be happy to answer any of your insurance questions. That's Rightway Insurance, 405-607-6014. If you love them enough to listen to them practice the same song on tuba, please be done. 
over and over and over and over and over, then surely you'll check NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're correctly buckled in the back seat. Sounds good, honey. Check today at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Act Council. Westwood Family Aquatic Center is the ultimate in summer fun. Westwood features water slides, diving boards, swim lessons, and more. With a captivating toddler area and splash pad, we ensure the whole family can have a blast. Our outdoor dive-in movie nights, 21-plus adult nights, and all our exciting events are perfect for an evening of entertainment and enjoyment. Even though season passes are sold out for 2023, you can beat the heat for $8 for all-day admission and $5 for Twilight. Go to Facebook to see our event lineup and westwoodpool.com for more information. I'm Gina Mitchell of Mitchell's Jewelry. Newt and Ryan are leaving soon for Thailand to attend one of the world's largest colored gemstone shows. They will be selecting top quality gemstones at huge savings. This is the time to let us choose something extra special for a birthday, anniversary, or even Christmas. Or do something out of the ordinary and let us select a sapphire or ruby for your engagement ring. Call Mitchell's Jewelry today for more information. 405-360-2515. Serving in Afghanistan, I was shot in the head by sniper fire. I was given a 5% chance to live. I'm Adam Alexander, and I'm a veteran. Today, I visit classrooms and share my story. I tell kids that with a little help and a lot of work, that you can overcome any challenge. DAV helps veterans like Adam get the benefits they've earned. They help more than a million veterans every year. My victory is being there for the next generation. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. It's the Rush on the Ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, Cavens Group bringing you this hour. Cavensgroup.com, emergency repair, storm damage. Cavens, they will assist you 24-7. They're always on the call. Cavensgroup.com. Lloyd, um, you're speaking my language today. Uh, I love the energy that you're bringing to the uh, program today. Random hot take, San Jose State beats USC this weekend. Huh. <sighs> Something I could get down for. San Jose State beating USC. I think SC is like a 30-point favorite in that game. I So I will not be putting any money on it. However, um, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll be watching it there. If I can find the Pac-12 network, I'll be watching it. Yeah, that is – I that would be – where would that land as one of the most shocking things in college The football? reigning Heisman Trophy winner losing to San Jose, San Jose State at home. Yeah. Maybe not Appalachian State over Michigan, but – Somewhere in the top ten. Close. Definitely yeah. one of the biggest ones recently for sure. That'd be I crazy. wonder um I wonder how these coaches that get to start their season a week earlier, that means they probably get to training camp a week earlier. Mm-hmm. They get another bye week during the season. If they love starting a week earlier, hate starting a week earlier, really doesn't matter to them because that's you guys did that in two thousand and one. I feel like that's the most recent time it's happened. What, that game was a week early? Uh-huh, yeah. It was in August. Um, there was I, like five or six other games that day. Dude, I don't, think, uh, I don't think USC has an extra bye week. They only have one bye week, and it comes early in the year, and then they have like nine games straight, well, how does, don't they? How, does that, how, how, how is that possible? I don't know. I may be wrong about that. I They would have to have another bye week because the Pac-12 championship game falls the Friday night before the other conference championship games. They're going to play the same amount of games as everyone else. 
I think they would have another bye week somewhere. They have a bye week after their third game. Then they play again on September 23rd, then the 30th, then uh, the 7th of October, then the 14th, then the 21st, then the 28th. Then the... No, dude, they don't have another bye week. That just that didn't add up. I know. That, that doesn't add up. Now, they are done. Their last game is done November 18th. So they would have a bye before the conference championship game they're not going to play in? So that, yes. th- th- there it is then. That's the second week. Yeah. It's weird. They'll have a long layoff for that Alamo Bowl that they're going to be in this year. Wow. That's weird. Very weird. All right. Uh, quick timeout. We got hour number two of the rush next. Stay with us. Senorita, look at that. Kevin, 